This is KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Game. I am Kendall Gammon, your host as always. And today, joined by my special guest, or my good friend and a special guest, uh, Jared Allen, uh, former Kansas City Chief, former uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you know what, Jared, first and foremost, thanks for coming on today. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Although, uh, I'm going to say, whatever your anti-aging serum is, you need to bottle that and serve it up because I don't think you've aged a lick. Oh, you know, I appreciate that. I am follically challenged, however, so... Uh, we are got we surgery for that. You know, you played about 37 <laughs> years in the NFL. You can get that fixed real quick. Just call her lacquer. Oh, my, oh, and you're not kidding. I, I forgot. Yeah, you're uh, towards the end of your career, you were a teammate with him, weren't you? No, we we uh, we we missed. No, you didn't I, cross? With, I I ended up playing with Lance Briggs and then Peanut Selman, and then obviously finished with uh, Carolina. But no, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't on the Bears with Erlacher. I might have been too awesome. dangerous. Uh, yeah, who knows? You're exactly right. Well, <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, and there's not very many, but I'm gonna bring you up to date on a few things that uh, Jared accomplished during his career. A career of course, out of uh, Idaho State University, you were the Bengals. I love that. Uh, but he was a four-time first team. All pro, uh, five times Pro Bowl, a couple times the NFL sack leader, uh, which I think you're tied for the most doing that. Um, all rookie team. Uh, you went into the ring of honor for the Minnesota Vikings, I think, last year. I look forward to chatting with that a little bit about it. one of the 50 greatest Vikings, uh, Buck Buchanan Award in college or senior year. Um, you know what? We're, we're going to talk, you know, this show is focused more on a life off the field, off the competitive surface <laughs> and after football. But but we have to set it up a little bit. Just talk briefly, I mean, your career coming out of Idaho, Idaho State and uh, how you came to Kansas City. I mean, when you look back all at it, um, I know for me it's always a blur. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I knew growing up on a farm where I didn't always have, to have enough food to eat that I was going to be playing the NFL for 15 years. It's almost surreal at times, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. I think uh, so. For me, I mean, I pretty much you know spoken into into existence. I told my dad when I was eight years old, playing pro ball. I quit all other sports when I was thirteen to uh, focus on football. Wow, uh, I don't, I don't recommend that to kids. I don't, I don't recommend that route. I don't recommend. But you're, the, but you're being honest, exactly. No, right. I don't recommend putting all your eggs in that basket. Um, so I just, you know, this is what I was. I mean, it sounds cheesy. This is what I was born to do. Uh, was to yeah. play ball. Uh, I mean, you want to say a meat stick of all meat sticks. That's what, it, that's what I was. Uh, and so, you know, again, I think, uh, for me, it was never, it wasn't ever about if it was just about what I was going to do when I got there. It was going to be, uh, I remember I met with Don Patterson my rookie year and, uh, he came in and, you know, they try to, they try to, the league tries to manage your expectations at times, you know, at least yeah, they did yeah, when yeah. I was a rookie, they could, you know, you know, if you can get running with the twos as a fourth round pick. And I looked at him dead in the eye and I was like, I'm going to be starting. You know, it was pretty arrogant of me. Obviously, I had Eric Hicks and Bonnie Holiday ahead of me. Yeah. So then I remember Eric Hicks and I, we uh, we got together too one day. And he was like, you know, we were talking. I was like, ah, don't worry about it. I'm not here for your job. I'm taking bodies. Um, and, <laughs> Interesting. And because I wanted to be on the right side. Like, that's where the best defensive end played, right? That's where I wanted yeah. to be. Um, and so for me, is that was that was just it. Like, it was... And it is surreal, right? When you take a look back at what you accomplished, but when you're in it, like yeah, for yeah. me, when I was in it, I had so many goals and expectations I wanted to uh, to reach um, that you know I never I never really took the time to maybe the end of my career I took the yeah. time to sit back and look, but every year I was just trying to outdo myself on the previous year. Uh, 
And so it got kind of, this is one of the reasons why I retired because you, you eventually you're chasing numbers. That's all you're chasing, right? You're right. You're chasing. I got to play in a Super Bowl. I played in two, uh, you know, NFC title games. Um, you know, you're chasing that ring, but at some right. point you're, you're either chasing stats or you're chasing money. And, and so I just got to the point to where I was, I was good, you know, and, and, um, I didn't want to be that guy that was just, you know, just lingering around trying to eke out another sub here, something there to, to try to create a legacy, um, or extend a legacy, whatever you want to say. Uh, for me, I, it was a matter of outdoing myself every single year when I got to the point where my body just couldn't, couldn't handle couldn't training like I was supposed to. Um, right. I knew it was time to shut it down and I was okay with it. Yeah, you know it's interesting for those of you who who don't remember. Also, when Jared was when when Jared was drafted, and that was the Dick Vermeil era, a lot of a lot of of, of uh, there was a lot of publicity actually on the fact that well, he can play two positions: he can log snap, he can play defensive yeah, end, yeah. and and that made sense because you did that in college and you could do it well. And I and of course you know obviously I've been in the league a while, but every year I was always threatened, so I'm just like, well, I'll deal with it. Whatever happens, happens. But I remember. Literally the first time you were on the field, I'm around you, and, and we got along great. And we got along great our, our all four years that we played together. But I remember watching you, okay. watching you move around and everything. And I don't know, you probably don't remember this. I remember coming up to you and saying, "Dude, listen, you're going to play in this league a long time, but today is not going to be yeah. as a long." Step. I do remember I, that. I do. I have never that. seen him. I mean, you're a full six six, maybe a little bit more there. You, you're Ooh. able to bend. I think that's what allowed you. Uh, so much success of getting to the quarterback 136 times, but then having the strength and all that stuff. I mean, you were an athlete. Like, we all realize our abilities to a degree, but did you realize how special some of the things you had were? Uh, no, because I never, I never viewed myself in the like, I like, I guess it's weird, right? So, I'm, I always think I'm the best at what I do. Right. Right. It's just a mindset. When I get on the field, I honestly, uh -huh. or anything, anything I do, I literally think I'm the best at it or I uh -huh. try to, to be, I try to work to be the best at it. Right. Uh -huh. So, but I never viewed myself as like this, this freakish elite, anything. Right. I, but I knew my abilities, right. I knew, I knew that technically, like I, I just had great coaches throughout my, I, I've been literally yep. been blessed from, you know, even my dad growing up to my pop Warner coaches to high school coaches. I've always had people that had done it at the next level mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and teaching me along the way to my college coaches uh, into, you know, Bob Carmelowitz and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, I mean, from a young age, it was technique, 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 right? I think so. what happens to so many people, this is why you see busts in the NFL. They rely on their athleticism. Well so I was always coached technique, 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 out technique people and your athleticism will take you over the top. So for me, it was never that vision of like, oh, I'm just crazy athletic. I always knew I had to not, you know, for lack of better words, outwork people, right? I just, I was going to put in work. I was willing yeah. to do more than you were to get my job done. And so with that attitude and then just technique, 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 the more natural stuff, they, the God-given ability um, to bend and and to be, you know, big um, would, would take over. So, but yeah, I never, I never, never pictured myself in that, in that right. aspect because for me, it was a mental game, man. It was a mental test of, and, and it was like a boxing match. I always approach football and pass rushing like a boxing match, right? Where you're just, I might not knock, I mean, yeah, you might knock someone out of the first round, but you right. go in there with the thing, I'm going to, I'm going to chop wood. I'm going to chop wood. I'm going to keep knocking that body out and then the head's going to fall. Um, and that's how I approach football. That's why I approach the pass rush game, right? You, you, you start with the run game. You got to earn your right to rush the passer. And then 
as I, as the game is going on, you're in a flow, you're in a rhythm, and you're just collecting information. And so right. that's kind of what I always thought of myself as I'm a good information collector. And now yeah. I, then I'm going to process that and use my abilities to my advantage. You know, it's interesting, you know, because this game is about uh, not the game itself, but this is what you did got. This is how you got prepared for the game and how you did things. And you talked about the fact that how you just kept going and going and going. I have this vivid memory also. Pretty sure it was your rookie year where we were down defensive ends and you literally took every snap of the practice, both on the scout team and the first team. I remember right. Coach, I remember I remember that Coach Vermeil saying that. I remember Coach Vermeil <laughs> we- saying that. And, and that's unreal because there's some hot days out there. And that, folks, if you don't know, that's a big deal, and it is not easy. Yeah, I remember, I remember that day. <laughs> I remember going like, geez, I was rarely the ones, the two, and then, uh, and for people that don't know, being a rookie back in the day, it, it, I take pride in it, right? Because there was yeah. that rite of passage. Now, Absolutely. You just, did, you just did what you, to- you were told, and it didn't matter if you were the first-round pick or nothing on Vermeule's team. You were on that scout team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you better not ask a vet. Like, I love Gary still. Gary would always come in and give me a rep, you know, here or there. But even when I was starting as a rookie, uh, I had to be on that scout team. And so, uh, no, yeah, those were the good old days, man. I, that doesn't build character though. You know, I think that's, that's what, that's what these guys are missing these days. You know what I mean? I think, I think the league is on this verge of becoming specialized. Right. Uh, and I think it's just missing some tenacity, right? Just, and not necessarily violence. Right. Tenacity right. in the mindset that, you know, you've got to bear through these dog days. You've got to go through stuff. You've got to have this pecking order, right? You've got to have. And, and, it, and what it did is it built, it built, a, uh, it built a, uh, a mindset of humility right amongst my peers. Right. Right. And it never, it never for once did I let my head get too big. It never did I once think I was, you know, even yeah. though in my mind I was telling myself I'm the greatest or I'm trying to, I'm trying to get at DT. I'm trying to get all that stuff. But I mean, I think that type of work and that, that type of structure in the league, how it used to be really creates a, a better product, a better person because you really are. There's some life lessons. There's some just, there's, there's, yeah. a, there's a teamwork that you never, you never have anybody that's, that's isolated, right. You know, or that, yeah. that's up here. Everybody kind of knocks each other down a peg and, and, uh, and so it, it was fun. It was grueling, but it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Now going backwards, even a little bit more, Idaho state, uh, Buck Buchanan award. I mean, you do everything you can at that level. Um, what happened? I'm not going to say what happened, but I'm just saying, was there a chance? And it seems like you had a chance maybe to play somewhere else at some point in time. That didn't happen. Yep. You went to Idaho State. Am I remembering that? This is a long oh, time yeah, ago. We, yeah, yeah. We used to, we, you and I used to have a lot of conversations, but it's it's going back a decade or two. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all, it'll be 20 years this year from when it, I was drafted. That's crazy. Um, no, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, being a kid, being a kid, a dumb, oh, dumb kid, being a dumb kid. Uh, right. yeah, I got, I got in trouble in high school. We, you know, yearbook prank on really bad, ended up getting kicked out of school. Um, and, and so ended up at Idaho state, right? I had, I was, I was committed to the university of Washington. That's where I wanted to go. Oh, okay. Um, okay. and then, uh, ended, you know, I was going to go play pack 10 growing up in California. That's all you want to yeah, do. Absolutely. Now, now I think it was at pack 37 now or something like that. I can't. <laughs> exactly. So, so I think, I think uh, the NCAA has just become like one big communist system. It, where everybody it just, it's going to become four conferences. Just, You're exactly right about it's that. It's one big conference. That's all it is. Yeah. And they just shared my, um, but so, yeah, so I ended up at Idaho State, and then I got an offer to go. Uh, our, our Actually, our head, our offensive coordinator left to go to SC my sophomore year. So I got a full-ride offer to go transfer to SC, and my coach at the time was like, nope, not giving you my release. Uh, you're my best player. I'm not going to release you. We didn't have the transfer right. back then. 
So I stayed at Idaho State, made the best of it, and uh, you know what? I'm a better person for it. So that's what I was going to ask. Was there potentially would there potentially been too much to do at USC as opposed to Idaho State at, at the oh, time of your life? Yeah, probably. I, you know, I always laugh and say the good Lord knows where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be. And uh, <laughs> exactly right. And, uh, and they, they, you know, I, I, he's always giving me enough rope, just almost, you know, just to hang myself, and then he pulls me back in. So I know that yeah, SC. Might have been right. a little too much for me, especially if I had to go in and redshirt because back then you had the redshirt right transferring up from one oh, to the other. out. So that's I'm a lot of idle me, time. Yeah, you give me idle time and uh, and the place oh, down the, there. The devil gets all that one for sure. There's no doubt, oh, no doubt about that. Especially We've seen when it. I was, especially when I was like, six, or, I mean, eighteen, nineteen. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, the, uh, yeah, it, was, it would have been a wreck. That's why so. it's called experience. So okay, 100%. we're gonna take we're gonna take a break. Uh, we're gonna pay some bills, and when we come back, I'm gonna talk to you about. Uh, your sacks, your prolific uh, sacks in the league. And, and I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, which is to see if you remember how your sack dance, your sack celebration uh, was developed. So we'll be oh, right yeah. back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm Kittle Gammon. We're back with Jared Allen. We are going beyond the game. Okay, Jared, uh, my teaser beforehand was uh, your sad dance. I'm going to give you my account of what I remember. I'm, I want to see if you remember this, but I remember when you came in, you got the sack dance. At the time, you were a big uh, uh, wrestling fan, and, and you would go down on, on a knee and, and slap, uh, and slap your hand or something, and the NFL got on you thinking that was too this or that. We we're like, give me a break. And and I remember you talking to me about uh, going up maybe in the rodeo, roping, steering, or something. And we were we were sitting somewhere. I was like, well, don't they when they when they rope the cows? Don't they go down? Or don't they tie the three legs and then put their hands up? And you're like, that's it. That that's exit. Do, do you remember this? I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I uh, so when I first started to uh, to my buddy and me in college, my college uh, roommate and teammate Pat Henry, if he ever got a touchdown, it, it was it, our celebration was going to be you yeah. know slap five, come around, let the bodybuilders would slap their thighs, yes. and shake them out, right. and fuck them. Exactly. So he never got a touchdown in college, so uh, we never got a chance to do it. So I told him I was like, bro, my first. And I, when I get a sack, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that for you. I'm gonna yeah, sack, okay. die and shake it out. So first preseason game, you know, uh, I get I get a sack on Eli Manning, and, and uh, I do it, 
And I actually get fined $5,000 for sexually yes. suggestive behavior. That's what it is. I remember having that conversation. Oh. You're like, come on. So, uh, well, the worst part was they actually, there was two 69s on the team. Remember, there was an offensive lineman who was a college free agent. They actually fined him. And I can't remember this dude's name. But I'm like, bro, like the odds that you make, you look at look at the offensive line we had. There wasn't a many, there wasn't an undrafted offensive lineman making right. that team. But he went and reported to the league that it was the wrong 69 because <laughs> he didn't want to have to pay the fine. But the fines from preseason don't come out till you make till you make the team. So they wow. come and they find me, and my first check is five thousand dollars light now. Uh, when when the regular season wow. comes around, and I was like, bro, like you could have eaten that one. You knew you weren't gonna yeah. make. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, but also, we ended up, uh, so I ended up going, to like, man, it was like the first three or four weeks, the guys in the room, Dilaro, would just tell me what to do, right? Hey, we want you to do the lawnmower this week. I'm all right. Uh, we want you to do, I remember we played Dallas, and they were like, dude, you got to do, you got to do spirit fingers and a high kick. And I was like, yeah, man, come on. So I get a couple of sacks for Dallas, do spirit fingers, high kick. And then we played San Diego. So uh-huh. I remember how we played San Diego. Uh, Neil Smith went into the ring of honor. Okay. Uh, Hank Jr. was there. I I got a couple sacks that game. I did Neil Smith's celebration. So I had dinner with him afterwards. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I had I had dinner with him Lord afterwards, Gehetta. and he was like, "Hey, man, I really appreciate you doing my, my celebration. That was so cool." He's like, "And you need to think of something that is a unique and original. You you need to come up with your own unique dance or whatever." And that's when the conversation started in the locker yeah. room with you guys. Uh-huh. And then you know, and, and back home, everybody's like, "Yeah, you grew up Catholic." And and then, yeah, I was like, oh, don't you tie them up? Yes, that's actually a perfect freaking, uh, yeah. Well, it, so, yeah. It, it, it is long. a perfect one, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a process. Yeah. And I'm, glad, I'm glad we came up with the one that stuck because trying to figure out different crap to do every week was getting, was getting tiresome. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough trying to study everything else. So this brings to mind something that probably a lot of people don't know is, is you did grow up around the rodeo and, and riding and roping it, to the point that maybe we'll talk about it in a little bit. But when you retired, you actually did the – uh, you re- you announced it uh, on on a horse and rode off into the sunset, which was fabulous. But just talk about uh, that part of your life. Yeah, uh, I, my oh. my dad was a reining and cutting horse trainer um, growing up, and so that's what I grew up around. And he had some friends that roped, so I learned how to rope at a young age and uh, go to the rodeos and do that kind of stuff. And then you know, as I got as I got older, uh, well, the league and stuff like that. And then as I got older and, and uh, was roping, you know, kind of in the off seasons or now, you know, retired, started even roping even more. Right. Uh, you know, I, team roping is where it's at because you don't actually have to get off your horse, so it's amazing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've just I've just been doing it since I was a kid, and um, you know, I rope up here now, and I got I got a couple roping horses, and uh, so you know, if kids try to ride, the kids are busy with everything, but we try to I try to ride a rope at least once a week, and. Um, all that fun stuff. Uh, I don't. I don't compete. I got. I got my own right. roping arena. I got friends that rope around, so we either buy ca- your borrow cattle or we'll go rope right. with some friends. But uh, I'll probably, you know, when I get done curling, I'll probably compete some some rodeos and roping. Except it's like it, it's it's like all day, night. Like it's it's roping takes forever. So I'm like I'm impatient. Yeah, well, it's not an easy thing, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. And we're definitely going to talk about curling, obviously, but. Um, now, do you also, do I remember, did I remember right? At one point in time, did you have a bull or two uh, that were part of the PPR? Yep. So we used to own a bunch of bucking bulls in the PBR. Um, so I did that for a handful of years. No. What's that? Do you still have it or have you devised? No, no, no. I, deb- I, I sold them off. It. Yep. I sold okay. them off. Uh, so yeah, I, I um, you know, I had that for a handful of years and, you know, at some, at some point you just got to realize it's never going to be as profitable as you want it to be. 
And, right. uh, and so you go, but yeah, so my, my partner, uh, Matt Sharping, he, he bought us out. He took all of our bulls and stuff. So, uh, but that was, that was a fun run. We had some of the top bulls in the world, uh, for a long time. We had magic train airtime and, uh, you know, like I said, anything I do, I want to try to be the best at it. So right. my partners and I would put, we put a lot of heart and soul effort into it. We, we had, we had a team of riders. We were training them, uh, you know, oh, sorry here. Hold on. No, you're good. Thank you, Doc. Can you see me still or no? Yeah, we can. I, I can see you still. Did you freeze up a second? Yeah, here we go. Let me just. There we go. Something okay, happened. A great. phone call came in and shifted the whole all, world. See, all good. Uh, absolutely. No, we were. Uh, yeah, so we went. We went full tilt into it, and uh, you know, like anything, once once we got to the point where it's like, you know, trying to stay at that level was was, mm-hmm. was more money than it was worth. So we cut we cut bait and ran. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, but it I was fun, it. man. It was, it was PPR was great, and now they're doing team stuff. Like I, I, I love it. It was, it was a good time. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Western world. I, I really, I mean, I sort of grew up in right. It's what I know, right? And uh, and so you know all that all that stuff. Any any chance to help, uh, you know, moves the needle on something. We came, like I said, we were we had we were giving you know coaches for our guys and try to try to try to take like you know that professional sport mentality same thing kind of with curling right now like i try to right last year i paid our guys just just to curl like how good can we be we finished fifth in the nation and we had we had a chance to we were sitting with we three games left we were sitting in first place at nationals and we lost three in a row and ended up in fifth so that was terrible but uh you know like wow. we, we got to compete against team schuster we beat them our first game in nationals so that was fun so you know, and I try to, I just, every time I, I try to go into something, I try to implore the uh, mentality of what it is to be a professional. Right. Like, I mean, right. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these things, they would pull riding and curling. I mean, a lot of them work, a lot of them have side jobs or, or you know, or whatever it is, it's kind of this week to week basis. And, you know, to be the top, you know, bull riding is doing a lot more now, to, but, but to be the top of anything, it's gotta be your profession, right? It's gotta be your, it's gotta be what you want to do. Uh, and so, yeah, man, that's, that's again, I think. I don't know if it's a it's, it's a blessing and a curse. When I'm in, I'm all in. So yeah, we try yeah. to be the best at everything. No, I think that's a good thing. Now we we alluded to the fact that uh, earlier that the, you know you rode off into the sunset. That's how you announced your uh, or you rode off on your horse and announced your retirement. <laughs> um, can you talk to folks? I'm curious because I you know, I talked to Morton Anderson recently and he said he thought after playing 25 years uh, retiring wouldn't be an issue for him because he had done everything. But then he realized that he, he did have some issues, some things he had to work through. It took him about 18 months. I, it was certainly an issue for me when I retired after 15. Uh, did you have, not issues, but I, I guess what was your experience when you retired? I mean, you said your body was breaking down. I remember talking to you once and you telling me, this is before you went to Chicago. I remember you saying you were kind of chasing the numbers at the time, but just what was the mindset at that point in time? Yeah, so for me, to be honest, retirement was a breeze. Um, I love being ret- I love being retired. I mean, so, uh, but I always knew that football was always a means to an end, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, my my faith putting you know having having my faith where it's at it, it really yep. helps, right? So for me, football has always been a uh, a time frame in my life, right? Yeah. It's it's obviously a part of who I am, what I am, but it's not all I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so you know, having my faith in Christ. You know, being a husband, being a father, as as my life developed, uh, football kind of came further down on the list. Uh, mm-hmm. which, which, which was odd. Once football came further down on the list, I actually became a better football player because right. you know, your your distractions are limited. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Uh, and so, 
Yeah. So for me, I, but I always knew, like, I knew when I signed my contract with the Bears, I knew I was only playing two more years, you know, and I was okay. okay. With that. That's the first time in my career I took the money. They gave me a bunch of money and I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take yes. it. Um, so, and then, like I said, you know, I knew I was going to play two more years. I blew my L5 out twice in those last two years. I broke my foot. Um, you know, so it was one of those deals where it's like, yeah. And, and I knew I got to the point where I couldn't train. Not that I don't think I, I still probably have a 10 sack season in me, you know, but, um, it's, it was the ability that I didn't have the A to want to and the yeah, ability to train to train at the level I needed to be what I considered good, right? right. Um, and so that's what we talked about earlier. I was I was never going to be the guy who who bounced around to stick around just chasing numbers. Like I was I knew when I left the league, like I have zero regrets. I I'm one of the few people in this league that's never been cut. Every right. trade, every trade I got traded was my I, I asked for it. Of your own exactly, volition. And I went I went exactly where I wanted to go. So my career was on my terms, and and that's 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 important. A lot of a lot of people don't get to finish their career on their terms, and then I got to walk away on my terms. Um, and then obviously, blessed financially was fine financially. Uh, right. Up my wife, my kids, and I knew it was time to uh, to step in and help in that role. Right. And so for me, uh, life is all about chapters. And I, I've just you know it's a, to, you know it's a cliche or a corny saying you know God gave us eyes in the front of our head not in the back, right? To look forward, not right. backwards. So I've always, I've always viewed things in that lens, right? View things as, all right, what's the next chapter? What's next? And, um, and, and, and yeah. And so again, I always, you know, I try to tell kids even today, if you play 15 years in the NFL, right? I mean, that's massive. I think you played 15 or 16. Didn't yeah. You? Mm-hmm. 15. So 15 years in the NFL, that's this much in the span of your life. Exactly. Right. So what are you going to do? How are you going to use those 15 years to set you up for the, the rest of your life? And so that was always a mindset I took was, you know, I told myself I was going to play 10. I ended up playing 12. Um, and so, but I, I always knew like, how am I going to use these 10, 12 years to set me up, you know, down the line. And so, uh, so when I walked away, it was, it was, I was like, I was just, that was the end of that chapter. And I, I was on to the next one. All right. Hey, that's awesome. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about that chapter that you're on right now before we finish up. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. All right. He is Jared Allen. I am Kendall Gammon, and we are beyond the game. Okay. You talked about that next chapter, setting up what football did. Uh, your chapter in life now, uh, to the degree, and anything I ask, you're not comfortable asking, you know, answering you, just tell me. But I, I mean, where you're living these days, you were in Phoenix at one point in time. I don't know if you've moved on. Uh, you talked about getting married, uh, having kids. All that happened once you left KC. So I'm just curious where Jared Allen is these days. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm in hot, humid Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> okay. Are you near the Franklin area or? Yeah, I'm like South Nashville. So I'm I'm in Nashville. Nashville, Yeah, I'm just South Nashville. But um, yeah, building a house out here, which uh, I need to go. I I need to get back west is what I need to do. Uh, I'm a west west of the Mississippi guy. I always said that. Then I moved to the South. Uh, Um, It happens. So it's just, we just got back from our our summer house in Tahoe and the humidity. I'm just like, yeah, that's why I looked disheveled. I was out working in the orchard and. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a hot mess. But no, yeah, uh, when I left, uh, I got married in 2010, right? And my kids and my, my youngest is about to turn nine here, uh, two days. Uh, you know, my oldest, he's volleyball. So I mean, I'm, I'm full in dad mode, That's awesome. mode, life mode, and it is the best, right? You know, youth sports, assistant coach, the girls volley, softball, I mean, you know, helping out as, you know, 
when I can with volleyball, all that supportive stuff. Uh, right. And, and so just, just, you know, doing life, man, honestly, that's, that's kind of the cool part about it is, you know, we got things going on over here. I own a, I own a marketing company out of Minnesota. Um, you know, we had our restaurant in goodness Tempe for almost 15 years. I just, you know, sold that out to my partner. Uh, so yeah, just, just, just dabbling here and there, but, but having fun. I think that's, that's the big thing. And, uh, you know, again, just kind of like I've always done living life on my, on my terms. And, and it's been, it's nice to spend some time with the family, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, Chiefs are probably going to hate me now too, because I'm doing some consulting for the Broncos. So that's, that's probably no good. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, how, how did that come about? So George Payton, the uh, GM of the Broncos, a good friend of mine from Minnesota. Uh, okay. He's one of my favorite people in that organization. Uh, so we got to talking and Sean Payton called me and uh, wanted to ask about these pass rush stuff with him. And uh, so Very I said, nice. yeah, why not? And they got a, they got a pretty solid group over there. Uh, so that's, that's been fun, you know, just, you know, watching films or not, and they'll kind of get back, not get, not that I was ever away from the game too much. I always, you know, kept tabs on it just so I could uh, yep. not sound like an idiot when I had to do interviews. But now, so yeah, so yeah, now yeah. watching film a little bit, te- teaching guys, I don't have to worry about the schematics, just trying to teach guys the art of pass rushing is fun. So yeah, man, that's 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 me in a nutshell. Just uh, just just do it. That's life. awesome. You mentioned it a couple times qu- uh, quickly, which is you said something about working in the orchard. Is this just a little orchard you have? Is this a hobby, or is it? Yeah, it's our. Well, yeah, you know, we left for the summer, so it's not a big. It's just our orchard on our, our property. We're building our house. Oh, okay, into, gotcha. Yeah, I'm big into gardening. You know, organic okay. eating, all that fun stuff. I mean, at some point, I want to be fully self sustained, where I like have to go to the grocery store. Uh, that's probably cool. a pipe dream, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just pulling weeds. When we come back from the summer, the weeds out here grow like I mean, the moisture, uh-huh. the humidity, they grow. I mean, I don't even know how to, I don't even have the proper analogy to say how fast they grow. It's ridiculous. Um, so I'm just out there pulling weeds and all that fun stuff. That's cool. Um, backtrack a little bit before I ask you some final questions, which is I mentioned it earlier. You went into the uh, the Ring of Honor, the Hall of Fame, whatever, uh, with the Vikings. Uh, can you put that into words and just talk about that experience? Uh, it was special. It was it was really special, um, especially because you know the, the relationships I have there. Uh, you know, having Kevin Williams, he he went in the year before me, uh, and then having Pat and Kevin there, and, and some of my old teammates, Ben Lieber, uh, Chad Green with those guys. Uh, well, we did some damage, you know, defensively yep. uh, at that point. So it was just it, that it was- that probably was the most surreal. They kind of surprised me with it. Um, and just, just to see your name up there, because I, I used to, at every stadium I'd go into, I would sit there and look at all the names on the ring of honor. Yeah. Right? Uh, and you just, it, it, there's a history to that. You know, there's a, to, I, I, you know, again, being there for Neil Smith's, uh, ring of honor induction, mm-hmm. you know, talking with guys like, um, with Alan page, Carl Eller, I'm Jim Marshall. Right. I mean, I remember Marshall told me one time he, he, he we were sitting there and he looked at those, he said, you know, looked at the banners up there and he goes, that's that's what it's all about, right? He's like, you hang those banners, they can never take those away. Yeah. Um, and so there's just there's a sense of history when you walk into a stadium and you see those names and you see those greats that came before you. Uh, so to be a part of that now and to think that some kid is now looking up and see my name up there, that was that was you know, that was uh, humbling, and to share it with my kids, like to see, yep. well, this you know she kind of you know I think what was she gonna she was I guess about four. Uh, maybe three or four when uh, we went to the Super Bowl. So she knew, she recognized a little bit, but for them to be old yeah. and, and to kind of see, you know, my career reverse uh, yep. accomplished was was fun. Uh, and again, like I said, it's one of those deals where it's it's not, you know, you don't say, you know, with 
with arrogance, but it's immortality, right? In the football world. Uh, right. And it's just kind of one of those things that, you know, it's one of those, another, another nod, you know, you can sit back and kind of nod your head and be like, yep, I did it. I did it the right way. Yeah. Th- th- there's no doubt that you did. And you, you mentioned a thing about the kids and maybe having some memory. I was very fortunate uh, that both my boys have a memory of coming in the locker room. They have yeah. memories of going to your TV show when you overdrive and, <laughs> and you're having fun with them and talking <laughs> with them. I mean, they have those memories to this day, and that's a beautiful thing. And it, it's it's really a tribute to you and how you are and how you approach life. Um, uh, I'm very fortunate to have been a, a teammate of yours, and obviously uh, I appreciate the fact that I can call you up and two days later we're doing this. It's fabulous. Uh, last two questions I uh, ask us every time um, with uh, somebody, which is when you look at your career, uh, does a high point stand out and does a low point stand out? Oh man, yeah. Uh, whew, lots of high points. To be honest with you, I mean, I think you know that's what I take away. Obviously, um, you know, my twenty-two sack. I, I, that's sure. probably both. My twenty-two sack year was a high end. Although we went green thirteen, and then you know I have, but I have the most personal success I have on the field, and then flip that. My another high low combination was my final year dealing with injury, dealing with all sorts of stuff. But I ended up having my least productive personal year, right, as far as stats, but mm-hmm. I didn't play in a Super Bowl, right? So right. it's, yeah. you know, I, I always I always laugh and I say, God's got a way of humbling you. You know what I mean? You're riding high and you're get, you got this machismo, right. but yet your team sucks. You're and like, you're, wait a minute here. Don't get too full of yourself. Right. And then, yep. you know, you realize it's an ultimate team sport. I'll never forget that. Uh, my last year I came in and I was I was pissed off about something. I missed a couple of sacks. And Sean McDermott was my D coordinator in Carolina. That dude was awesome. And uh, he sat me down. He put on the film. He's just like, man, look how you were setting this edge. Like, Jared, he's like, you aren't. You are not playing bad. Trust me, right? And so to have a coach sit there, you know, I, you know, I'm what, foot out the door pretty much at this point, 12 years in, yep. and and be a, be a vital part of that Super Bowl run. Yet, you know, productivity as far as, you know, individual stat numbers were down. Uh, but then to be reminded what this game is about, right? It, it's a team yeah. system that it's mm-hmm. it's setting edges. It's it's you know freeing up other people. So those those are my highs and my lows. I think every year you kind of have some of those highs and lows within yep. within you. Know, you you either have great personal success, bad team success, great team success, bad personal success. You know, it's always this balance. Yep. Um, and then I mean, I guess the thing I would I would take away the most is is honestly relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yes. I can honestly say. Uh, from you to, I mean, that locker room in Kansas City when I to come in as a rookie was was really cool, man. It was a, it was a very tight knit, you know, really? uh, or you know, relationship wise amongst the guys. Yep. Um, and then even the same thing when I went to Minnesota, it was it was just a different, you know, a, it was the same but different, right? A different aspects in your life, where, right? Where mm-hmm. people were very family oriented. You know, we were all most of us were all single back in back when we were in Kansas City, a bunch of young kids. Um, yep. So, but but it's, I've always been a place in my career where I get to learn lessons from people, right? Really? Like I said, you, Eric Hicks, Bonnie Holiday, which I got to give him a shout out. One of the classiest things no one ever knows about, and so one of the high points of my life. I'll never forget uh, how I how I became the starter. We were getting ready to play Indianapolis, and I get a call from Bonnie, and he just told me, he said, "Hey, you're starting this week." He said, "Your tape's hotter than mine." He's like, "Don't don't think I'm not coming to get my job back." And he said, "Don't ever give it back to me." And wow, that's, and, that's and interesting. For, for a nine-year vet at that point, right? Who, yeah, right, I think he'd I mean, had a, a Pro Bowl or two, and he's had some good yeah. years. You know, uh, Vonnie Holiday was it was a well-known name, 
And yeah. he went on to Miami and have some. Right, did he go to Miami after? Something? He had some I think good so. years. I he had think some so, good yeah. years after that too, right? And so uh, that meant the world to me. And that was the type of people that we had in our locker room. So those are my high points, right? Those are the ultimate highs. Is is the people that I got to share, you know, life with at certain times in my life, um, and that had huge impacts on me. That's awesome. Well, Jared, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you sharing with everybody. I mean. Um, it's just awesome. We had some great times. It's, it's, it's awesome. The, I, I felt fortunate to count you as a friend. So thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. And you have a great time. Anything I could ever do, let me know. Oh, right back at you. Thank you so much. All right. He is Jared Allen. I'm Kendall Gammon, and this has been Beyond the Game. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.